Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. I am Laura Blueberry-Wild. I do quantum sports medicine and mental performance for NBA players, and I'm here with Dr. Sean Shapiro. 
the world's greatest chiropractor. Specifically, he's licensed to work in New Hampshire. So if you're somewhere else, go there. You'll agree with me. And we are interviewing Dr. Madi Brown, a naturopathic and holistic medical doctor, a specialist in the nervous system and all kinds of interesting things. We've had Dr. Madi on the show before, and today we've brought him back to talk about the nervous system and the pathways of connection so that you can literally be changing by the time this segment is over, more leaning into living your very best life. So welcome to stage, Dr. Madi Brown. Thanks for being here today. Thank you so much, Laura and Dr. Sean. It's truly a pleasure and honor. First, I just want to check, is the volume for me okay with you all? Can you hear me well? I would like a little louder. Okay, uh, let me see. Is this better? I, I don't think Marty does loud. I think I think he's good. <laughs> just talk loud with the volume that you have, and we'll be good. Okay, I'll, I'll do my best. Louder. So, Dr. Mahdi... <laughs> you you and I were talking about, you know, what the segment would be about. And you had the idea to talk about the nervous system in regard to four pathways or, you know, four ways that we can be connected. So do you want to start off just by introducing those to us? Yes, sure. So in understanding our nervous systems, each of us as human beings, we have these beautiful, wonderful systems. And by design, our nervous systems are wired for connection, and we are wired for connection. And there's four pathways of connection that we have as human beings. Also within the nervous system, there are actually two pathways for protection. And so the pathways for connection that we have is first connection to self. Then there's the connection through our nervous system to others, then to the environment, and then to spirit. And it's through those four pathways of connection that we are experience, experiencing what we call our world, what we call our lives. And actually, those connections shape the personality, shape beliefs that we hold, shapes our perception and how we navigate this world. And it's through those four pathways of connection when the nervous system is in a dysregulated state, we lose that sense of connection with self, with others, with the environment, and with the divine. And so it's very, very important for us to really understand how we connect to this realm, this three-dimensional realm that we uh, exist in and experience life in, and the importance of safeguarding this very sacred system that is the nervous system to ensure that we have the greatest amount of connection in this life to experience the greatest amount of life that we can. And isn't that what it's all about, right? Is experiencing the greatest life that we can while we're here. So I've been thinking about this a lot lately. It's like, you know, I, I feel like I live a little bit of a boring life. And I know that part of it is, I don't, I don't think I actually have fear, but there must be some fear. You know, why am I not climbing mountains and jumping out of airplanes when I could afford it and I have the time? And so let's talk a little bit more about, I, I don't know, you, I, I feel like you can take the direction and Dr. Sean, if you wanted to jump in and add anything in particular, but I... You know, I like the idea of one of the pathways of connection being self. And, you know, to me, is that about, you know, self-awareness, understanding who we are and what we're here for? Is there a purpose part of that? All the above and more. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> so let me just kind of go back to the beginning of when conception takes place, when your parents 
came together and you were, you were created from their lovemaking and how that conception began to structure what would be your nervous system. And the nervous system is one of the earliest systems of your physical body that is created along with the circulatory system, specifically the heart. And it's through that nervous system that rests as the blueprint for what will become the, room, the rest of your, your body temple that you occupy at this time. And so your sense of self and what you understand of who you are, your personality, uh, your beliefs, your awareness of you even being conscious of self and conscious of your place in this environment, in this world, all lie at the foundation of that which is your nervous system. And so one thing I would always love to share with people is that everything that you're experiencing as you, that you identify as you, the only reason why you're able to even do that is because of this nervous system. It's literally the limiting factor. And how it's wired, how it's programmed, and how it expresses itself through its neuroplasticity of how the brain is wired and how it takes in sensory information and how it processes that information and then you interpret that information is actually determining your experience of who you are as self. And so when I was mentioning before that the nervous system gives you that first pathway of connection to you is through its design for that. But what's very fascinating, it's not just limited there. And I have to use the terms of self, others, um, environment, and spirit as separate entities. But when it comes to the nervous system, it's experiencing all of this at once. Unless it becomes dysregulated, which we can talk about as well, when you are in a state where you no longer feel safe. And to kind of give some context to what I mean there, we've all heard of the fight or flight stress response. That's one of the states that the nervous system will uh, you know, create when it is feeling threatened, when you perceive a threat, whether it's conscious or unconscious. And then there's the other aspect of threat that we call the dorsal state, which is part of the autonomic nervous system as well. And that state is when you're feeling more of a life threat. And it's to such an extent where the nervous system literally conserves energy, withdraws and shuts down in a sense, and you're in a free state. And you, I've seen this with people who've actually gone into public speaking and would be on stage and literally would freeze up. That's that dorsal state. Or what you would hear as a deer in headlights, that's that dorsal state. So right. anytime that you no longer have the capacity to express yourself because the nervous system is now conserving energy to protect you, to keep you alive from this overwhelming threat that is so intense to it that it has no choice but to completely withdraw and disengage from that particular 
uh, event or circumstance. And so those are the two pathways of protection. And when we come into life, our nervous system is always asking one question from the moment we are born to the moment we take our last breath. Is it safe to connect? And based on the answer and how it's perceiving and interpreting its environment determines the level of connection and the level of engagement that you can actually have. Dr. Brown, could I interrupt for just a second? I just had a quick question. So when you're talking about the, the, the sympathetic nervous system, the fight or flight, which I, you know, I always have a hard time, you know, speaking as well as you do about these things. Um, when, when that's activated, could you speak a little bit to what environment that creates internally for somebody, you know, in, in the, in the eloquent way that you always put these things, um, how that environment determines what their cells will do, what their body will do and how they react. And we don't have to have the epigenetic conversation, but feel mm -hmm. free to throw that in there if you'd like to. But I think, I think it's really important that people understand that everything, all the rich content that you just provided for us is, is, is the basis for everything that happens to our bodies, right? How we perceive our environment is how we, is, is how, like you said, we connect to the world, but it also determines our success or our failure, you know, depending on how you look at it. So could you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, in, indeed. So from a, a cellular standpoint, I, I would even say down to who we are atomically, every atom and every cell, in essence, is responding to uh, this perception, or as uh, within polyvagal uh, theory is, is qualified as neuroception, the nervous system's assessment of the environment, of whether you're safe or not. And when you are in a sympathetic fight or flight state, there is a complete disconnection from anything that would be considered one of those four pathways of connection because you're now in a survival state. So the cells, for example, of your digestive system from the stomach, the liver, the large intestine, small intestine, even the esophagus, all of those cells are now lacking energy capacity because all of the blood flow, majority of the blood flow, is going to the extremities and to the brain to deal with the perceived threat. And so there's a disconnect from your normal bodily functions of the body healing itself, regenerating itself, staying in what we would call a homeostatic or homeostasis uh, state of, of being to address what has been perceived as a threat. Whether it's actually a, a threat that is literally in front of you, say for instance, you're about to be hit by a, a, a car or one that you've imagined, thinking about what's happening in your work, a boss that you have an issue with that you're conjuring up within your imagination and creating the imagery within your mind's eye about that engagement or whatever else our magnificent imaginations can conjure that are disagreeable with who we are, that will cause this disconnection and this separation, if you would, of cellular function and some of the most uh, vital organs that are needed for your survival, specifically within the digestive system, 
to facilitate you dealing with the threat. Now, the beautiful thing about it is the stress response is actually, the fight or flight state or the sympathetic state is actually a good thing that we have. And we're constantly on a, on a daily basis going in and out of all three of these different activations, whether it's the ventral activation, what I like to call the I am activation, where you're fully connected to self, others, your environment, and the divine, versus the sympathetic state, fight or flight state, which I call the I must state, where either I must fight or I must run. And then you have that dorsal activation, which is that I can't state. You completely disengage, completely just, um, you know, or just okay. shut down so, and you're drained. Right. So let's go with that I can't state. That's interesting, right? Because I, I could you could you expand a little bit more on that to see if we're on the same page? Because I know we didn't get a chance to talk before today, but I definitely wanted to. When you said I can state, I that like piqued my interest. It piqued everybody's interest because we've got a lot of high performers in the room, and those performers are wondering what that I can state like is. I guarantee you, if it is what I think. Well, actually, if I'm hearing you, uh, I said I can't, like I cannot. Oh, okay. My apologies. Yeah. So yeah, I can't. But there's a, but there's an opposite to that too, right? Well, there's, there's an there, I can't. There, 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 yeah, there, there is the I I cannot, and I must, and then I am. And Got it. Most high performers, high level entrepreneurs, folks in business, type A personalities, alpha types, if you will, will more times than not find themselves in the I must state than the I cannot state because they're very driven but they're driven to such an extent that they begin to compromise themselves by overextending themselves because they have all of this potential within them to bring so much value to the world and have a great desire and they've been called to be of service in some capacity and with all of that energy and, and that energy potential at their disposal they have a tendency more times than not to overextend themselves. And then they're now in a state of survival, which is this I must state. And it's in that survival state that you begin to lose your connection to the greater aspects of yourself, your connection to others, the environment, and the divine, because you're now filtering and proceeding from a state of survival. That's amazing. And, That's amazing. And these are the individuals that eventually end up burning themselves out. And that's a lot of times when they, I end up getting them, which I try to get people before they get there, because when you burn yourself out, you're now entering into that I cannot state, that dorsal state. Because you've compromised and depleted all of your metabolic reserves. The body is no longer able to engage. The nervous system is no longer able to right. engage. Right. So they lose they lose their adaptive potential, right? Absolutely. That adaptive physiology. Well, it's still adapting, but at a much less level of potential that the body right. has for adapting in a way that demonstrates resilience. So, okay. So there's there's... There's the word, right? Resilience. And we yes. have the queen of resilience right above me here. So let's hear it from Laura for just a second. Dr. Marty, get a little sip of water. You've been doing you've been doing all the heavy lifting so far. So Laura, what do you take away from everything Dr. Marty's talked about so far? Do you think that like your work with the zone 
has any relevance to this. I mean, we talked about the I must state for most entrepreneurs. I saw Curtis Mitchell. I don't know if anybody brought him in, but if, I mean, I did I think bring this, him up. Yeah. Okay. I think this. I think this applies to high-level athletes or any athletes whatsoever. So, how do we? How do we take what Dr. Mahdi said about the adaptive potential loss or the the I must state and turn it into a flow state? Is there is that something you work with people on and something you can maybe explain to us? I think so. And then I also feel that what I say, I feel like Dr. Mahdi may have a take on it because when people learn to get in the zone, what's key is that they start to override their fears and their self-sabotage because they I'll be helping them use their physical senses to create the bridge to their intuitive senses. And intuitively, I feel like, you know, and feel free to like to kind of jump in and talk even kind of over me, Dr. Mahdi. I feel like in the highest level of our of our beingness, it's I can or I will or of course I can. And so I feel like when you learn to get in the zone, you can release some of the stress in the body since the body is always keeping score and keeping track of things. And we get to reset when you get to the zone, you get to reset your body score to zero zero and start fresh without all the traumas especially when you know i do like mind body zone stuff and um working with actually shannon i think is on stage now so muddy is that does that make sense like when you get in the zone you get in the flow state you start to be able now i wouldn't say suppress but you you're able to leap beyond your normal limitations which is what the science shows us right that we go beyond our limitations and i think it's because i would say we lose our mind and our mind is constantly trying to remind us to be small so that we don't go beyond what the fear uh, level is. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And I would add to that, that state you were speaking of, that zero state, is what I would qualify or define as the I am state. And that state, when you're there, there's congruence. And from and with regards to connection, from self to others, environment and spirit. And when you're in that state, and when you have congruence across the board, you now have access to all of the body's innate potentials from an energetic standpoint. You also have access to connection and being able to perceive and adapt to your environment, to others, and you are literally in a, a state of inspiration. Your spirit is now flowing through you and being expressed in the world as you because of the congruency within you having a nervous system that's completely regulated. And that's what I've always seen as the zone state. And when you're in that state, the body has the greatest capacity for healing, the greatest capacity for love, the greatest capacity for creation, and the greatest capacity for expression. Okay. I love that. That makes so much sense. I'm just geeking out of this conversation. Um, I'll do a quick reset just to remind everyone that you are in Breakfast of Champions, the Millionaire's Breakfast Club. So we actually are here to bring you all kinds of things, but most specifically motivation, education, and inspiration. We're going to be here from five to five every day, Monday through Friday. And you'll catch us on Saturday at 6 a.m until about noon and then on sunday we have club 111 which is basically starting at 111 that's our worship service so we have a hundred people that are part of our crew plus our guests right and if you guys have been listening you've heard that everyone here has a different background we're bringing in thought leaders from all kinds of walks of life and if you head to breakfastwithchampions.live you can actually catch past episodes because every episode is recorded as a podcast so breakfast 
with champions.live, L-I-V-E. Please go there, rate our podcast. I'm just going to go ahead and say it now. Give us a five. If you're going to rate us a four, don't bother. We just want fives. Fives only because we are trying to become, well, no, I'm claiming it now. We are the biggest, most downloaded podcast in the world. Just claiming it now. And you can also find the links there to follow us on Facebook and Twitter, et cetera. So we're so glad you're here hanging out with us at the breakfast table. It's a little lazy, I know. Now it's shifted to lunch and dinner for some, but we're here to serve. And I'm so glad you guys are listening. Everyone here has a seat at the table and a voice at the table. So we have Dr. Madi Brown, who is a naturopathic doctor. I don't, I think that kind of almost limits his work because I know Dr. Madi personally. And not that that's not a great word, but he's expanded his knowledge base and his wisdom so far beyond. So I just, you know, to me, he's like the best holistic doc I've known ever. So that's kind of how I describe him. We're talking about the nervous system and uh, connection. And I'd like to see if we can go toward the spirit a little bit more, Dr. Madi. Could you weigh in on that? And then we'll go to questions. Yeah, sure. Uh, so let's, let's look at it from this, this standpoint and, and, and discuss spirit. Our only way to understand that which is divine, that which is spirit, that which is God, is through the, the physicality emotionality and the, 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 the mentality, if you will, of the human condition. And what I mean by that is this. We experience the, the divine viscerally, from a physical standpoint, emotionally, and mentally. And that process of experience of that which we call God, that which we equate with what we would call the descending of the Holy Spirit upon us, that greater connection or super consciousness beyond our conscious understanding that we receive downloads and inspiration from is fully integrated and innervated through this system that we call the Mercury system. And without the health of that system, we are not able to connect with that higher expression and higher consciousness and higher experience that we call the divine, or what we call spirit. And what's very fascinating about that, and my studies and just contemplating, I like to look, you know, I, I grew up in a, uh, a fundamentalist Baptist Christian, Southern Baptist household. And so obviously every Sunday we were in church from like eight to nine in the morning to like 3 p.m. And there's a lot of scripture that I would, you know, receive and, 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 and gain, you know, from my childhood up to who I am currently today. And one scripture that really just defined for me our, our, how amazing we are in our connection to God. You know, when we look at Genesis, and when we look at, you know, in the beginning, you know, God created the heaven and the earth. And when it comes to the creation of man and humanity, it's spoken that God said, let us create man in our own image. And when I speak of man, I speak of both the masculine and feminine expression of that, which is the human being. And 
and me thinking about that, especially looking at it through the lens of medical school, I was like, how is God able to communicate with us? And there's a scripture, I don't know exactly where, what the, what the scripture is, but there's a scripture that says, in God do we live, breathe, and have our being. And I started thinking about that. We're created in the image and likeness of that which is God. In God do we live, breathe, and have our being. What I was able to just discern from those scriptures and just understanding how the body works, our nervous system, in and of itself, in its creation, in its design, is the conduit through which God expresses himself to man. And man, in return, expresses that divinity to the world. And without that connection through the nervous system, God is not able to reconcile himself to man. And so I feel this is why we've been created the way we are, because the nervous system literally are cells or neural bodies of light that emit an electrical current of light energy. And it's through that light energy that we're able to perceive self, others, the environment, and the divine, and conceive of ideas that come from that which we call the divine, what we qualify as inspiration. And that connection, when you enter into a state of dysregulation within the nervous system, you begin to cut off your supply, in my humble opinion, from that which is divine. And most people who are in survival mode, whether they're in that I must mode or I cannot mode of being, they are completely consumed within survival. They no longer see the abundance that's ever-present around them, an opportunity that's ever-present around them, and they've disassociated themselves from that which is the source of them, in my opinion, being God. And they've, lo- they've lost all the capacity to express the gifts and provisions that God has already ordained and provided. Mm. And they can no longer see, actually, those provisions and that supply because the focus has turned now from one of connection to one of survival. And those are the mechanisms that actually drive the nervous system. One longing of connection and that drive to survive. And when you are fully activated in that drive to survive, you no longer have the capacity to connect to the spirit. Biologically, your biology in and of itself will not permit you to connect because it's now in a state where it's totally focused on its survival and maintaining its physical presence here. It is a safety mechanism that we have, but so many of us have found ourselves consistently and chronically in those states of being. Exactly. We have lost sight of that connection to who we are as a greater, higher spiritual expression of that which is God. 
you know, I just wanted to comment on that because I loved everything you just said there again, so eloquently. And I'm going to dumb it down for myself because I want to get my head around it. But I always look at when it comes to spiritual matters, that the nervous system is sort of like that old antenna you had on your roof to get your television signal. And you could, you can download the information because it's out there just, just waiting for you to collect it. But as you damage that antenna or if the antenna gets pointed in the wrong direction because the wind puts it in the way so that the environment, you know, creates a dysregulation, like you said, that a, a lack of balance, the opposite of homeostasis, whatever you want to call it, um, dystonia, then as you become more and more damaged in your nervous system, whether it be through the peripheral nervous system, whether it be through the central nervous system, whether it be through inflammation in the, in the central nervous system, or just be a, a decrease in the amount of serotonin your body has that sort of withers your, your nerves away to, a, to the most insignificant degree as far as diameter, but everything that comes with that uh, is everything that brings us joy in the world, right? So I think that that antenna and a lot of us has gotten damaged. And that's why we have a lot of people who do not feel that connection to God, do not feel that connection to the rest of the universe, and do not have the ability to change channels when the wrong stuff is coming in. I don't know what you think about that, but I, I like to think about that in that. I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a perfect analogy of using it as an antenna because uh, it acts as our nervous system is a receiver and a transmitter. And when we look at what we're experiencing in our lives. I was, I was having a conversation, um, I think actually with Laura and I think also with Anna Sharakova, I think she's on here as well, about how we have both the capacity to receive and to give as human beings. And all of that, you know, and, and Dr. Sean, you know, you, you can definitely speak to this as well, you know, it's about the afferent and efferent, if you want to look at it from a nervous system standpoint at receiving and the giving. And so what we receive in ourselves, what we take in mentally, emotionally, physically through our food, the environments we expose ourselves to, all of that information is coming in and the nervous system is interpreting that information. And from that information, we end up giving back to the world that which we've taken in. And when we talk about, you know, the traumas that one may have experienced in his or her life, the stress that one may be under, and anything that dysregulates the nervous system, that information is taken in, and you from that information begin to form the opinions and beliefs about yourself, that has a profound influence on the internal dialogue that you have with yourself. It also determines how you're going to perceive the world and engage with the world and engage with others in the world. And if you're looking through a filter of trauma, a filter of stress, the only thing that your brain will be looking for are more potential traumas, more potential stress, more potential dangers. Right. And that's what you end up giving back out into the world. 
And that's what you continuously, from a chronic standpoint, are taking in day in, day out, moment to moment. And so the more you become conscious of what you're taking in and you become more diligent in safeguarding your heart to eliminate the issues of life. And what I mean by safeguarding your heart, you're safeguarding what you allow your, your, your mind to receive. You allow what you visually take in. You really safeguard and protect yourself from what you're visually taking in, what you allow yourself to hear. And of course, what you allow yourself to eat. All these things will have a profound influence on how regulated and how activated your nervous system is and the capacity in which you now can engage in life at your highest level. I love that. I love that. So Dr. Mahdi, how do people connect with you? I don't want to wait till the end because I want people to be able to check out your website, see what you're up to, and maybe ask some questions about that at the end of this. So how do people connect with you? How do people get to work with you? Can you please go into that a little bit? Yeah, so they can reach me. I actually have on my bio here within Clubhouse, you know, uh, my website address is the Akon Journey, and that's Akon is spelled O-K-A-N, so it's V-T-H-E-O-K-A-N is a Nancy, journey.com. And also uh, through Instagram, uh, my profile handle there is at Dr. Madi Brown. Madi is spelled M-A-H-D-I. And then uh, through uh, LinkedIn is also uh, LinkedIn, Dr. Madi Brown. And on Facebook, uh, my professional page there is uh, The Akon Journey with Dr. Madi Brown. So those are, those are the social media platforms and also the website through which people can uh, get in touch with me and if if they feel that they are in need of services I provide and they need a consult to kind of look at what's happening in their journey, what's happening in their life, uh, those are the methods through which they can reach out to me. Hey, Dr. Wadi, um, so Shannon is on stage and I work, I'm working with Shannon to create the zone and we're going to actually use some of her embodiment and dance movement and wellness movement therapy, including uh, included in the way to help people, especially young athletes, get into the zone because it really can be a thing we feel. And so she's been listening and she had a couple of things to contribute because I just, I love the way that the two of you guys coming together is really uplifting my thoughts around this whole conversation. So, or this whole topic. So Shannon, are you there? Go ahead. I'm here. Thank you so much, Laura. Hi, everybody. My name is Shannon uh, Suffoletto, as uh, Laura just introduced, and uh, really appreciating uh, these concepts and this conversation and really honing in on the nervous system as key um, to so many things. It's just the gateway, uh, really, to everything. And, you know, it, not wanting to sound, you know, too simplistic about it, but I, I just thought it was really important to highlight that, you know, we we really do have control and can have mastery over regulating our, our nervous system. So that being key 
to one way to enter the flow state, almost the critical way to being entering the flow state and creativity and access to higher powers is really learning and understanding when and when we are in which part of the nervous system and how do we get back into, um, you know, a balanced state or, um, you know, I think, I just think that's really important to highlight that we can learn that skill um, and grow that skill and be aware at all times. Um, if we are in, for example, a hyper aroused state and maybe need to come back down and how do we access that? in our bodies. Um, and so that's been something Laura and I have been um, talking about, um, you know, how we can sort of help others um, learn and gain that skill, which is really a lot of what uh, has been talked about today. Um, and I also thought something, a, a critical piece of this was how um, the human beings are always looking for safety, you know, and safety in their environment, both internally and externally. And uh, just sort of another simplistic but yet beautiful piece of how humans want to be and need to be relational is that acts of kindness either towards others or that are received actually regulate us and let us know continually that the world is a safe place to be in. And so as many experiences that we have in our lives around goodness and kindness, um, the, the better off we are and the better we're moving through the world in a regulated state, thereby being able to access connection to others, higher power flow state. So those are some of the things I've been thinking about from an embodiment place um, that that have sort of been um, touched on today. So I appreciate the opportunity uh, to, to have a voice here today. Thank you, Laura. Well, thank you, Shannon. I'm um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut off. Laura, are you there? Oh, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I just okay. was waiting. I was leaving space. Usually I interrupt and people I think I interrupted you. I got lots of DMs after, last, <laughs> after our last conversation, Doctor Muddy, Doctor Scott and I. When it's just the two, hey, I'm talking. It's just the, when it's just the two of us. Sorry, I'm just joking. When it's just the two of us, uh, we're a little sarcastic, and people were DMing me saying, "I don't like the way he treated you." And I said, "Well, actually, we're actually really good friends, and it's just part of who we are. We joke like we're like that in our phone conversations." So, you know, I, I need that East Coaster I can yell at, you know, because I need that fire from the the East Coast energy that I miss when I'm in California or Georgia. So, yes. Yeah, so Do Dr. Madi, trust me, she takes advantage, full advantage of that yelling ability on a regular <laughs> basis. So we, we, we appreciate it. So I would like to open it up to questions for people in the audience on stage. So if you'd like to, I don't know if we have the hand raisers. The hand raising is open. So if you'd like to come up and ask Dr. Madi a question about any of the things we talked about, we talked about the nervous system today. We're talking about it about it in, in terms of connection, not necessarily the neurons, the acetylcholines, the neurotransmitters, all the geeky stuff, but really the things that are sort sort of relevant to people and their lives right now. Things that you can take away right now. So, does anybody on stage have any questions or comments about what Dr. Madi has talked about today? Well, Dr. Sean, before uh, we open it up, I, I would like to uh, add a, add some more commentary to what uh, Ms. Shannon was saying. I really appreciate her giving the insights that she did because it's very important what she's speaking about as, as far as how we're able to regulate this wonderful system that we have that is the nervous system. So when, when it comes to, we talked about the four pathways of connection. There's also four pathways of regulation. And if you're participating in these uh, four pathways on a daily basis, it's the most efficient way and a very 
frankly, quite simple way to begin to bring yourself back into a state of connection if you are in a hyper state of survival. And those four pathways of regulation are a breath, sound, movement, and touch. And each one of them have a profound influence on regulating the nervous system and bringing it back into that ventral connected state of being. So I wanted to just put that out there for all of you that the most simplest things you've been given within this body temple affords you the capacity to regulate yourself. And that's what we are truly in the business of doing here on this planet, to regulate and create self-mastery. And through the breath, through sound, through movement, and through touch, you have the capacity to do that. And when you are not engaging in these things, specifically the breath work, the movement, and touch, you are really bringing forth more dysregulation than regulation. And so allowing yourself on a daily basis to just really be able to take a moment to breathe, take a moment to move your body temple. It's designed for that purpose and that purpose alone to keep you moving, so moving it. And then allowing yourself you know, to give yourself a foot massage, rub your ears, all these things really have a profound influence on the nervous system and calming it down, getting you out of that stress or survival state and re-engaging you and reconnecting you with life. I'm sorry, is that me or is it everybody? Okay, so, yeah, yeah okay, good, you're, you're still there, all right, great. Sorry, I thought Laura was gonna go after that. Well, I think that that was a great share. I think we're um, coming up to the last 15 minutes or so. Did you have anything else you wanted to add, Dr. Mahdi, before we did go to questions or? Uh, no, I, I think I just wanted to set that as a foundation that we can build on. Excellent, no, um, I appreciate that. So does anybody have any questions for Dr. Mahdi? He's a world-renowned uh, specialist in naturopathic medicine. Uh, created the Oaken journey, the Oaken um, thing. I don't. If, if you're gonna raise your hand, though, you gotta have a bio. So please have a bio and an Instagram or something attached to your account because we're not sure who you are if you don't. So Laura, did you have any uh, final thoughts about what we talked about today? Um, I might, but I actually want to make sure people have a chance to ask questions if they do, because you guys hear my voice plenty, and I want to leave room for other voices if there is someone. Clara. I cl Clara. Hey, I want to. No, I, I, I can go afterwards. You sure? You sure? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Burks. I couldn't Okay. Um, what's up, everybody? It's Kwani Burks, and I just want to add a revelation I had. And that's uh, the zone and its correlation to the now, because every time the zone is brought up, it's 
it, how it's looked at is you you just being at one with yourself and and flowing through a task an objective a performance in the midst of whatever's going on you're in that state that you can perform optimally with like it's not even being forced like it's just happening naturally that's the zone but what i just was revealed to me is the zone is the present and will always be the present it's just you it's like an acceptance of the presence it's like a balance between whatever is going on in the present and the, 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 the pure state that you're in right now and you're like i said completing an objective doing a task and just living in that moment but it's like the moment is allowing you to be you so i just wanted to uh illustrate that revelation Bonnie burks i'm done speaking for now Thank you, Kwani. Appreciate you. I love it. Anytime we're talking about the zone, I'm getting excited. Okay, Clara. Thank you, Kwani. Uh, that was so helpful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I just want to say thank you for Dr. Mahdi. Um, I am a cult survivor, so trauma is really something that I have been um, doing a lot of healing uh, for that. So it was so helpful to hear all these uh, ideas and and tips um these four categories of what we should do daily it's so very very helpful and especially since i've come across people who are calling themselves trauma informed and sometimes they are not knowingly only making things worse like if they would say uh, meditating and stuff like that and and when somebody's nervous system is so hyper overactive it's really not the right approach to force themselves to just stand still because it's a survival mechanism so i really appreciate hearing from somebody who actually is trauma informed and and so helpful i i just wanted to say thank you you're most welcome clara uh, it's truly an honor and you know, i just want to honor you for your courage and, and, and the reason why i want to honor you is because for many people who have endured you know a trauma a lot of times it, it can become so overwhelming and so consuming that it becomes their only identity. And like you were just mentioning, that the nervous system becomes so hypercharged, hyper if you will, that their capacity for meditation or even, for example, even allowing touch can be a trigger. And so being aware of your state of being from a nervous system standpoint and being sensitive to that and honoring that and providing the appropriate boundaries and safeguards when you're in this hyper-stimulated or triggered state is so important. And I'm really happy that you brought that particular piece up because many times when we're doing the trauma work, when someone is in a dorsal activated state, they don't even have the energy capacity to facilitate the change in healing in that moment. The practitioner, the therapist has to hold space and send cues and signals of safety in the most gentle way that he or she can and continue to hold space as 
that individual's nervous system begins to receive those cues and those signals and begin to recognize that it's okay to begin to activate those aspects of the body that have been suppressed due to the trauma that they experience. So I just wanted to really thank you for sharing and commenting because those are very important pieces that I feel don't get enough attention in life. So thank you for that. Thank you. That, that part of touch is so uh, resonates with me because for a very long time, like I, like one of my love um, uh, languages is touch, but that part was so um, triggering in some ways. So yeah, thank you so much for bringing that up. That brings a lot of understanding. Okay, that was awesome. Thank you for bringing that to you know, Dr. Mahdi. That's where he soars, right? In these areas of helping us get past the traumas and get into a state of healing. If you guys want to know more information about uh, making the healing decision, because it really is a choice, right? If we want to be in a state of health and wellness and heal the traumas, we have to make the choice. And in the beginning, you know, things will happen in our lives that will throw us off track. We will experience things that feel like suffering. And I speak from experience in this. I remember days when I'd be on the floor, like not knowing how to get out of a situation. And when you, you know, take the journey for healing and when you start to do things like meditate and breath work, life gets easier. And I think it's one of the reasons it gets easier is because we shift our perspective. And, you know, one of my favorite spiritual teachers, the Dr. Mondi and I both know, Dr. Michael Beckwith says, um, uh, pain is going to happen in life, but suffering is optional. And so we have to start to shift our perspective. And the best way to do that is to get out of our own minds and pull back and start to notice that we are not our thoughts, right? We are not our personalities and we are not our belief system. So that's why it's important to take these steps on our journey to health and wellness so that we can actually transcend that other junk that's really not us. And then our life becomes better. We drive a nicer car. We live in a better home. We have better relationships. We eat better food. We have more energy and we wake up a little more excited about life. And isn't that fun, right? To think about waking up. And that's why Glenn Lundy started Breakfast with Champions so that we could wake up. He said, if people can change their mornings and start the morning off right, then millions of people across the world can be better. And so that's why he has created this room, this club. You can actually become a member by tapping the greenhouse at the top. And if you want to be in proximity, because proximity of the people who are able to help you shift your perspective and see new possibilities and, you know, be at the breakfast table in person, come to Kentucky, November 5th through 7th, Lexington. I have my hotel booked, definitely plan on grabbing some coffees and doing some dancing while I'm there. But uh, a bunch of the crew will be in Lexington, Kentucky, November 5th, 6th, and 7th. And it's called the Grow for God Conference. You can go to growforgod.com. So other people who might have some questions, I'm just going to search the audience and see if you want to share Megan. I'd Megan. Well, thank you, both Laura and Dr. Sean. Uh, Dr. Mahdi, I have so enjoyed this, um, so, so enjoyed this. I have been an esthetician um, most of my business career, so touch. But I um, have built a uh, luxury day medical wellness. That's what the world called it. But to me, every day, all day, I would walk in the halls and pray to the Holy Spirit. Uh, Proverbs 3, 5, 6 was the uh, keypad on the back. People would walk in and just go, ah. But it was the Spirit of God that was in there. And I, you know, really 
focused very strongly about this with my staff because they were in alignment with that. It created a space of peace and love where they were safe. Uh, we had an infrared sauna. We had a European-style steam room. It was people's, as I hear all the time, I've sold it. I sold it last year. And people come up to me in the grocery store and will say, I miss my happy place. But it is that being aware and conscious of connecting with that divine, with that spirit. And um, where do you live, by the way? I'm actually domiciled in Belgium. Oh my goodness. Okay, so you're not <laughs> you're not close. Okay, um, because I'm beginning to put a program together where I'm going to teach this uh, to the spa community. I mean, like the woman before. You know, there's always meditation, uh, and um, you know, there's um, different programs, but to align it all together with being conscious and aware of the spirit of God is so important. And uh, I just so enjoyed listening to you and understanding that there's a kindred spirit out there. I just really appreciate you. Um, have you ever uh, read anything of Dr. Bernie Siegel? Unfortunately, no, not a, as of yet. No, well, Dr. Bernie, um, I was in, I've heard of him, but I was introduced to him last Friday night on Clubhouse. He was, he's an older man. He's retired. He's 89, but he was an oncology surgeon. Uh, for years, and he would uh, he had amazing stories, but his books, one of them is about love and healing, but he was sharing stories about how he talked to the patient as he was doing surgery, and that he would sing and he would talk, and um, uh, he was talking about how after surgery, these individuals were not in pain, and he went, you know, uh, on and on, but I just really advise you to pick up his book, beca uh, books, because he's right on the same page as you, sir. Thank you so much for your heart and spirit and continuing on this work. Be blessed. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for that. And and, and please DM me. You know, we can look at possibly something because I, I do plan to, you know, uh, do some travels back to the States. And Good. we're looking to do some things here in Spain as well as far as retreats. To I would like that. Thank you so much. I will do it. Awesome. Clubhouse still working, right? It's still making connections yeah, it I, no matter where you go. <laughs> right. I love that. Thanks, Megan. Yeah. Appreciate that. I love actually Bernie, Dr. Bernie Siegel. Um, I feel like Dr. Muddy's read it. He just forgot because he's probably taught me stuff out of those books. Um, I know Kim was tapping her mic. Kim thank Lee. You, Lee. Hi, Kim. Yeah. Thank you, Laura. Thank you, uh, Dr. Muddy. This is Kim. I'm so grateful for your share. This is really powerful. My question for you is, what is your daily practice? Can you share with us? Yes, yeah, sure. Um, well, it starts off in the morning. I always start off with some breath work. Uh, I've, I've taken a lot of the wonderful work. This amazing human being, Rem Hoff, has uh, shared with us, or popularized, I would say, uh, the techniques that he has cultivated for himself and for his life. However, I've, you know, through him, I, you know, do some breath work that I kind of accommodate, you know, just adjust it to my own needs. And so I start off every morning when I, my eyes open, I give thanks for another morning, and I immediately go into some meditation breath to really just charge my body with this life-giving, oxygen-rich, you know, nutrient that is our breath. And 
that kind of gets my day going. And one of the things that you know I love about what Gangamesh created here with uh, you know uh, Buffy the Champions is this idea that when you set the intention for your morning and when you prepare yourself for your morning, it really has a profound impact and improves your ability to live. Your morning rituals for me are very important with regards to meditation, breath work, and then I get into some stretching, let the body become limber and loose, and then I prepare for my day. And as I'm going through my day, because I spend a lot more time now behind the camera in front of the camera, and I do have a, a desk that has the capacity to be adjust so I can stand. But while I'm working through the middle of the day, because my body is designed, as everyone's body is designed to move, I ensure that I'm doing some kind of squats or push-ups, taking breaks, really engage my body, also take a walk with the dog. I think there's this amazing beautiful park here close to our home and just allow myself to be in nature, hearing the sounds of the birds, feeling the wind, really, in essence, engaging all four of those pathways of regulation during that time out to really kind of reset my nervous system. And, and I can't also speak enough about nutrition, but having a nutrient-dense meal in the morning for breakfast, uh, I do intermittent fasting, so I don't have a lunch, but then I have a nutrient-dense meal for dinner. And it's that type of setup that really helps me continue to do what I do at a high level. Thank you very much for your share, Dr. Marty. We appreciate you. Thank you very much. This is Kim. I am complete. Thank you, Kim. Thanks for contributing. Kim, I hadn't heard you speak before, so I love hearing some new voices here and there. That's beautiful. I love that. Um, so Renee is going to be next. Oh, Renee, did you change your picture? Yeah. Guys, don't change your picture if you're after me because I won't see you. I can, I'm like the man who mistook his wife for a hat. <laughs> so <laughs> Renee, I just PTR to get the red dress. Dr. Madi, it's been such a pleasure. I always love hearing such your pleasure. take on things. I mean, you know, you're way over there in Belgium. Hopefully it'll get you back to the States pretty soon. You've helped me so much with my health, my family, my son. So I have personally experienced your work your brilliance. And I love hearing your voice on Breakfast of Champions. I hope you show up a little more uh, on Clubhouse. And guys, DM me if you want to hear more about Dr. Madi's program, Making the Healing Decision, because we said it's a decision. And so now, uh, thank you, Dr. Madi, and everyone feel free to give him a mic, clap, a round of applause, because I'm passing off in just a second. Thank you. Thank you. That was a great. Thanks for bringing up that was wonderful. Uh, thanks yeah. guys for being here. Appreciate you guys so much. So you're in Breakfast of Champions, the Millionaire Breakfast Club. What's up, Dr. Sean? <laughs> that was funny. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.